Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the upcoming. Doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about all the best and the brightest as they make their way to their dream careers. I'm your host, Jonathan Carr. Join me as we have a spectacular conversation with an equally spectacular person. You ready? Let's go. Hello, world, and welcome to The Upcoming, the perfect place to catch the best and brass on their way to the top. Joining me now for The Upcoming's 29th episode, born and raised in Chicago. He is a point guard playing within Chicago Peace Leagues, and he's been taking his dreams all the way up to New Heights, getting stronger every single day. This man is going to become a player with the NBA. You know, he's going to be showing us soon that he's the MVP. He's overcome so many trials, tribulations, so many hard times, but he's come back even stronger every single day. So now we are here just to hear from him and hear how he's just gone through this incredible journey. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Jason Armstrong. How's it going, Jason? It's good, man. Appreciate all the compliments, man. Yeah, yeah, 100%, of course, for you. So, you know, one thing the upcoming always does is we allow our guests to just introduce themselves in their own words. So, Jason, yeah. your own words, that's my intro. Who and what exactly are you? Well, I'm Jason Armstrong. Uh, you know, I've been uh, really just been playing basketball all my life, really. You know, I already I knew since I was like a kid that that was always my dream because it was just like I was always just so attached to basketball. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It was just like I couldn't live without it. Like, even my grandma knew, like, once she bought me that first basketball rim outside, like, I'm outside in the cold, you know, hooping. It don't matter. Like, I just want to go play basketball. Like, all my life, that's all it really been. But, like, growing up, it was kind of a struggle, though, because my mom and all my people, like, they never really had that much money, you know? So, like, growing up, it was kind of hard, you know, wearing the same clothes all the time. Sometimes I'm not able to join AAU teams because I don't have the fee money. So, you know, it was kind of hard growing up, you know? But now, you know, I'm I'm working a little part-time job, so I try to keep a few dollars in my pocket or whatever, you know, what the case may be. So I could just stay in these little leagues and stuff like that and stay conditioned trying to wait on my next opportunity. Yeah, honestly, that's amazing. So said that, uh, and it's amazing that you're able to continue practicing like in the cold, because I know Chicago can get. Yeah, man, it get crazy. I know one day it's hot, one day it's cold. You never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but when you were, you know, struggling to, you know, attend these leagues or, you know, when you were facing just these hard traditions, just not having like the money you needed, you know, what would you would you find it all like just that experience like just humbling and just how it's and just another factor of just how you've like gotten stronger? Yeah, like like going through all those type of things, it molded me into the person I am today. Like, you know, if it wasn't the times where, you know, I didn't have no hot water, no heat, like you know, like have going through situations like that that also make me like like I don't like to judge people because you never know what somebody going through and you could always be in that same position you might have it all one day and you could lose it all tomorrow you know vice versa mm, 
Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. We cannot judge. We cannot judge at all. But you know, it was you were just starting out uh, joining basketball. You know, just, think, just realizing that this was your passion. This is what you enjoyed doing. Yeah. What was something you, think you enjoyed the most about it? Well, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just like something about just putting a ball in the hoop is just so fascinating to me. Then it's like so many ways you could do it. But, like, the main thing is, like, when I go to play basketball, I don't think about my outside problems. Like, it's like everything goes away. And it's just like I'm just having fun, you know. But at the same time, I'm always eager to get better and better every day, you know. So basketball wasn't just like a passion to enjoy, but it was also kind of it's like therapy at the life. same time. Yeah, wow. that's that's awesome. So it's, I imagine basketball has just been like also just really good for you know your mental and just for giving you sort of just kind of peace when you're um, on the court, just away from whatever you were facing uh, outside of it. Yeah, and it's crazy because. Most of my friends, like, I've met them through basketball. Like, a lot of my friends I met through basketball. I met a lot of good people through basketball. So it's just like my whole life just been evolved around basketball. Whole life been around basketball, huh? Okay, so who were some of the um, biggest influences you had um, growing up around um, basketball? You said, like, who are the people that influenced me? Yeah, like whether they were players, coaches, uh, analysts, um, folks you played with. Well, um, growing up, my favorite player was always Kobe Bryant. Like that's why my um, mm. that's why my IG name is Bean Jaso. You know, Bean is uh, Kobe's middle name. Kobe was always my favorite player because like his drive. Like you don't have to be the best player, but it's just like how hard you play, how much work you put in, the little things you do that other people not doing is what's always going to separate you from other players with talent. Like, yeah, you might have the talent, but if you're going to work as hard as me, and like stuff like that. But another person that was always a big inspiration was my auntie. Um, rest in peace to her. She, um, she just passed away last year from cancer. So, you know, it's been like real hard for me because like the past few years, like I've, I've still been going through a lot of things personally, and she was always by my side. And for her to, you know, perish from this earth, it's just like, it felt, it made me have no choice but to grow up and start really getting my stuff together and really lock in, you know? So, yeah, your, aunt, your aunt's death just, just kind of forced you to have, like, more strength to just motivate you to, like, keep going because, you know, deep down, like, that's what she'd want for you to, like, grow stronger. Yeah, yeah, it's still like I'm still it's still new to me. Like it's still having like, you know, it haven't really sunk in yet. Like I I, I just sit around sometimes and be like, like, dang, she really gone. You know, like one of my main supporters. Well, well, that's that's, you know, that's that's grief right there, man. That's you said just one moment, you know, it's another day. The next thing you know, you're just sitting and just like, oh, my God, like. I remember I used to do this, you know, this with her. Now I can't do that anymore. Yeah, but, but I know she wouldn't want me to just, you know, I know she wouldn't want me to let it beat me so bad. Like, you know, that's why I use it because she will always tell me use all my problems as motivation, you know. 
So the fact that she's not here no more, I have no choice but to push myself hard because I don't have somebody in my ear telling me, oh, you know, do this and do that. You know, I got to be my own person now. And I'm 21, you know. So I'm get, I'm a young, grown man. Yeah, I want I wanted to also uh, ask you because you mentioned Kobe Bryant as yeah. well. RIP. Man, then that was crazy. He died too. Like he died right before, like a year or two before my auntie. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Like, what's going on? Yeah, bro. I I remember when uh, just jogging and I got the news that Kobe Bryant died, and I just just like it just stopped. You're just like because everyone's just like, what are you talking about? He can't be dead. Right, it's Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and but Kobe Bryant, you know, he's that's impossible. But you know, he's gone now. His daughter, RIP to them both. But if there's one thing I want to um, talk to you about, and that was his um, Oscar award-winning short, uh, "Dear Basketball." And I know you um, must have seen that, but when you just look at that that short and just see just the sheer just dedication and love he has. Uh, for basketball and just how it's impacted them. How's, what is that? How does that make you feel, Jason? And what, what makes you think of how uh, you talking about Kobe, right? Yeah, Kobe and his um, dear basketball. It's like it's so crazy because I never met him a day in my life, but it just his words would just give you so much motivation and like make you want to just be better like because the way that he expressed himself and how he worked so hard it just make you feel like like you know like I don't know it's just it's like a, a something that's unexplainable to me it's just I can't fathom it it's just like I don't know but yeah I don't know it's just crazy and then the fact that he just not here no more it's just like I wish I could have met him one day and like really like you know like he was he, he was like a mentor to me, but I've never really met him though. So it's just like it's kind of crazy to even look at someone like that that you never met a day in your life. Yeah, it is, it is, and yet they've been so inspirational and so inspirational. That's the word. Just Very to... inspirational. Yeah, yeah, and he's inspired so many millions of other people too. Like he was. Like he was unstoppable when he was alive, you know what I'm saying? Like he was like he just had that just presence where it's just like you're looking yeah, at Yeah, it's just the presence here. You're looking he at He had a strong presence. Like Yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely diff- a different breed for sure. But now let's just get take it right back to you, Jason. So when yeah. you're starting out, when you were like you know, building yourself as a basketball player, what were some of the what were some of the um, parts of uh, basketball, like techniques and everything that you were that you had to improve the most? Whether it was like ball handles or like hand-eye coordination or shooting, like what do you think it was? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. It it never really. I always had like the talent, you know. It was just the confidence. Like confidence can take you so far. Like, what can you do with all these tools if? you don't really know how to use them. Like, you got the tools, you just got to use them. I had the tools, I didn't know how to use them. Once you build that confidence, it's just like nobody can stop you. And basketball is 90% mental. So once I 
really locked in with myself. I started, you know, getting in the gym, working out a little bit, getting a little bit of confidence in my body, you know, stuff like that. Got a little taller. It was like my confidence started to build, and I started to really see, like, and I will also have, like, other players that I know that's better than me, and they would tell me, like, you know, like, they would tell me things about myself that I didn't even know. Like, I wouldn't realize because I wasn't seeing my own work. Like, you know, and once I really, like, sat down and thought about it, you know, put in work on my own, it was like I felt like nobody can stop me. But I still have times where, you know, I get caught up in my head. So it's really just a mental thing, honestly. But I'm not going to say, like, I was always, like, a good player. You know, I, I still, like, get in the gym, do dribbling drills. I always had good handles, though, you know. But I just, oh, okay. I had to work on finishing at the rim stronger, honestly. Yeah, that was, like, one of the, my uh, biggest things. Because my freshman year of high school, I didn't shoot one free throw my whole freshman year of high school because all I would do is just shoot at really? the three. Yeah, my whole freshman year of high school, I didn't shoot one free throw because I would just be at the three just shooting. Then, you know, as time went on, I started to be more aggressive, you know? I see, I see. So yeah. the con- so it's just you had to build uh, confidence in yourself yeah. where you could fully, like, utilize tools you had and you know it's funny i was just about to ask you um something related to that and it's just competition because we both know just the my god the competition that goes into um basketball Mm -hmm. and i was um going to ask that when you're on the when you're on the court you know when you're playing the game if you felt more of a competition with yourself or more of a competition with others yeah yeah like a lot of times i feel like it's just me versus me me like just being in my head like you know sometimes like you miss a shot and you'll be like like it'll make you not want to take the next shot because you'd be like damn what if I miss this shot too my teammates gonna be mad uh, and it's really just a mental thing get over it and you just move on next play next play it's just gonna you know you're just gonna always evolve and I learned yeah, to take a lot of pride well. on defense because it, I learned to take a lot of pride on defense because, you know, if I'm not having a good offensive night, I know my defense going to always be there. You know, that's something you can't really teach somebody that work hard on defense and, you know, put they all into it. You can't teach that. Yeah. So I know that yeah. that that'll always be there. That's that's good. That's a good mindset to have right there. Yeah, but but there's also not just with competition, but there's also just pressure too, because you know, and the especially like from high high school basketball, all it's like the NBA. You got people like cheering you on. You got coaches like giving you plays and expecting you like know, yeah, like just know and just follow it. You got folks like people on sidelines, analysts, refs, like judging you, saying what calls you make. You've got a lot of people just looking at how you play. And kind of judging you based off that. So, have you given thoughts to like, just okay? Let me ask you this: When you're playing, do you like let any of that pressure like just sit in your head for a little bit, or do you just push it all out and try to keep playing? Because I know you had to give some thought to. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, even if I like, it don't even have to be a lot of people in the gym, or like I can know like the team that we playing we might be a better team than them, but I also don't never underestimate nobody. 
But before every game, I always have butterflies. I don't know why, but it's just like, I don't know. But once we took ball, it's just like everything just flowing, you know? So I don't know. I can't really explain that feeling. It's just like uh, some type of like anxious feeling that I have before every game. I don't know why. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I know it's got to be it's absolutely normal, you know? I'm sure you got folks like, you know, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, yeah. like getting those butterflies in them games. You know, it's just. Uh, it's not even a nervous. Win, it's know? not like a nervous feeling either. It's just like a, like, I don't know. I guess anxious is the perfect word because it's just like, it's like my, my nerves just high, just ready, you know? Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, I understand that. That's 100%. 100%. So, you know, let me ask you this. As a as a point guard, like how yeah. are how – do, how do you think you do with uh, with your teammates? Like how do you think um, you and your teammates, like you're able to like um, back them up or you're able to pick up um, where they might have um, fallen or something? Well, being a point guard, you know, you got to have control of your team. And – I like to start off by being positive. You know, you can't you can't be negative, like, or, or dwell on a play. You know, just like I said, next play, but we're going to make it up on defense if you miss a shot, you know, or I'm, you know, directing traffic. Every, anything that I can do to get my teammates involved so, you know, we could all be on the same track, you know, because if we all, like, in our minds somewhat individually, we'll never win. So you got to make sure that your team is all on the same page. And always be positive and uplift them. Make them make them feel like, like I said, I it was better players that I knew that was better than me, but they were always like talk to me about things that I did so good that I didn't even realize it, you know. So you got to be that type of player. You got to be that type of person to uplift your teammates and always trust them. Was there? A, can you tell me of like a particular moment where everyone was down, but you were able to? Um... Let everybody, let everybody back up you know, through like your words or your actions. Uh, in the recent game when we like uh the playoff game that we lost, we lost kind of bad. But you know throughout the game, I was still telling my teammates like you know we still got this. You know we still in the game. You know next play, next play. Don't worry about the score. It's zero zero. You know you got to think of stuff like that. The game's not over. It's still even if it's the fourth quarter and we down twenty, we got ten minutes. We got 10 minutes of basketball left. It's not over. Don't give up. You know, so just, like, just be an encouragement. Yeah, be, just be encouraging, you know. Keep a positive attitude so everybody else just builds that confidence yeah. and that readiness to keep going 100%. Yep. And I noticed you know, on your Instagram and your social media, you've also been adding, like, a lot of, like, motivational uh, speeches, a lot of motivational clips in your, yeah, in, in your videos, you know. Yeah, and so it feels like you're just pushing that same um, energy and that same mindset towards everyone else who's been watching you this whole time, you know. Like, you yeah, can, you can you can do this too. You can you can go the you can go push past your limits. Yeah, it don't matter what nobody That's... else thinks. It don't matter what nobody else thinks. All you have to do is just believe in yourself. And that's one problem I always have. I didn't believe in myself. But, you know, I worked on it. It's not something that just happens overnight, you know. And that that got a lot to do with, like, you know, the way I grew up. 
you know, a lot of childhood trauma. Like, you know, I never really felt like I was an important person or I never felt like, you know, I was good enough. So it was something like a characteristic that I had to build on my own to, you know, be confident and believe in myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta better yourself for you better others. But you've Yeah, and I like done I like really to, good job at that. you know, being positive, being positive, like it's it's contagious. Like, you know, I like to inspire people around me. Like when they see what I'm going through and that I'm getting through it, they could probably get through the same thing. If not worse. Exactly. Works. See, you're able. People are able to, you know, relate to you and be able to know that you're able to get through the darkness. So, so are they. You know, it's just, it's just yeah. perfect. It's just, it's just like a cycle. It's really a positive yep. cycle where one person is able to lift the other. One. Instead of you know, there you go, there you instead go. Instead of talking down on the next person just to make yourself feel better. No, that's not cool. I don't really like. I don't like those nah. people. No, that was the bullies. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Bullies, hundred percent. Like all, like but, it's a yeah, lot of add. like a lot of social media trolls. Like you know, a lot of stuff. Like like the day it was crazy. The day Kobe died. Like I was in the gym playing basketball. And they came up to me. Like people was laughing. The people on, on Instagram making memes and you know just a lot of negativity going on. That that's not cool. Like you know, so I just try to stay positive as much as I can. Well, how many people were laughing at Kobe's death? Millions more were mourning him and showing respect. Yep. So the good often outweighs the bad. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hundred percent. But uh, so let me ask you this: while I'm building your confidence and like just sort of just sustaining your mental health because I ask a lot of my guests this. He's got to know, you know, how besides you know just working on yourself, going to the gym, just lifting others up. What are some other ways you've you know, improved and tried to sustain you know, like your mental wellness so you're able to just wake up in the morning feeling confident, feeling ready for the day instead of just just feeling like you're on E? Um, I'll say I spend a lot of time by myself because sometimes like the thoughts of others can bring you down. You know, just telling people, you know, goals that you have, they might belittle you, you know, stuff like that. So I like to stay on my own a lot because I work better and, like, I think better alone. And I don't have nobody else in my ear telling me something that I can't do or what I should do this or do this or that. Like, so when I'm just, like, in my mind reflecting on things that I did, things I could have did it better, it just helped me grow as a person because I don't have nobody else in my ear being negative. It's just me, you know? So I criticize myself all the time. I don't need you to criticize me. So, so that's yeah, solitude, I, that's able to give you that. Yeah, I'll say being alone. I was saying that solitude. One of the biggest things, too. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So it's able to give you that sort of peace of mind, help you, like, just replenish and get back into the game. Yeah. So there's nobody else. Like you said, there's nobody else. You were like getting your way. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, the league you've been playing with, Chicago Peace League. What's something yeah. that in the time you play with them that you like the most about it? Well, um, I say like you know, like I know a lot of the people in the league, so it's just like a blessing to 
have everybody just you can hear me yeah i can hear you oh my bad uh i know like most of the people in the league we all know each other you know from around the neighborhood and stuff like that and other leagues so it's just like a blessing to have everybody come together young black men and just play basketball and have fun because it's too much stuff going on around here like the area that we stay in is it's not good you know even the area of the gym like it's right around the corner from my house. There's just a lot of stuff that goes on, like a lot of people being killed. So just being off the streets and living another day, it's a blessing. Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful right there, man. You know, just that chance where you're – just that little – that platform where you're all able to get together, yep. you know, as brothers, as teammates, as friends, and just find something positive amongst all the negative things that are going on. Uh, your neighborhood and just around you, so it's yeah, and it's the newer league. That's you know, right there. It we we just started it like uh, last year. This was like the third season. We usually like do a new season. We try to do it like every um like every season change type stuff, like every fall, winter, you know, stuff like that. So my uh my boy Jimmy, you know, he been putting everything together for us, making sure we're not outside, off the streets. I'm never outside anyway. I'm always in the gym trying to find different leagues. But I can't say that for everybody else. I can't speak for other people. I don't know what they have going on in their lives, you know. But it's just yeah. a good thing to bring everybody together. Yeah, it is a good thing, you know. It's wonderful things. Now everybody can share that positivity that we've been talking about. You know, we enjoy the game. So now I want to talk a little bit more. Since you lost uh, the last game, I know you gotta be thinking of all the ways you're gonna, you know, bounce back and like come back strong so you can win more. Uh, can you tell us some of the um, strategies or things you thought about as you prepare for um, the next game? Man, it was crazy. Like right after the game, like you know, as we going through the lines, shaking everybody's hand, I just sat. After that, I just sat down. I literally like just laid on the floor, like on my back my hands on my head and I'm just thinking like like this this just don't sit right with me bro like I was already like I knew already from that moment like I gotta get back in the gym we I didn't play good enough you know like I said I always just criticize myself to the point where like it's like I you gotta just go go put in work you're not doing enough you know so it's like I, I, I was in the gym the next day in the weight room working out getting up shots you know I'm always, I'm always feel like, I don't know. I've been the type of person that always feel like I didn't do enough, even if it's not my fault. I'm not going to tell my teammates, or, you know, I'm not going to bring my teammates down. I'm always put the blame on me before anything because I know I could have did better myself. So you just got to reflect mentally. Then once you do that, you got to make it happen. You got to put in the work. Mm. There you go. Yeah, when you, when you fall, you just – Find out why you fall and just get back up and make sure you know make the same mistakes. Yep. There you go. That's oh. self self improvement right there. Yeah. You know, but I just want to carry that from your time um, as a player to now. You want to take it to you know NBA right there, just be amongst the goats. But let me first ask you this: What team would you play for if, when you join the NBA? Whatever team want me. I don't really have, like, a, a go-to team that I would want to play for, really. Preferably somewhere that's maybe, like, hot. Like, you know, I don't really like the cold like that. But, you know, it really don't matter to me. Like, you know, 
That means you can work. You can you can play for the Bucks or the Celtics. It don't matter. I just I, I just love the opportunity. That's always been my dream. So how could I be picky and say, oh, I want to play for this team? You know, it don't matter to me. All right, yeah, yeah. So you know when you when you're playing with the team and you know, you're getting you're getting your contracts, you're getting signed, you um, getting ready to go into be on TV and play. You know, you 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 worry that uh, that just that whole positive positive negative uh, vibes that you've had to fight or the negative vibes you had to fight um, on the courts uh, today might double or grow even bigger in the NBA because mind you these players are on TV they're a lot yeah. of pressure like a lot of money's on it. Uh, you know I I it's definitely like I I know it's gonna be like even bigger that's why I say like. You know, like when something happens, you just got to move past it because it's always going to be the next bigger obstacle in front of you. So you go on TV, you know, like you representing this team, you know, they have their image. Even now, like it's a lot of betting going on. So, you know, you always got to be on your P's and Q's. And I don't have a problem with playing my role. Like I've been on the team where I'm the best player. I got to do everything. And I've been on teams where I got to take the back seat. And I'm okay with that. I don't have a pride problem. All right, that's that's a good answer right there. Yeah. And another thing I want to talk about is just the skill that uh, NBA players players yeah. bring to the court. I watched, I read this uh, little thing on like what makes Steph Curry's uh, shooting like so unique right there, and it's like just from the arch like in his arm and just the way he's able to carry it and yeah. just the, the fingers that. Um, that are the last ones to hold the ball. It's like the middle finger, last one to the ball, and just the strength and it, the consistency in it too. Yeah, just the way he's able to carry. It's like himself. muscle memory because he could just shoot the ball and turn around, run up the court, and do his little emote. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's got it all. He's, he's he's got it all down. Like he just he just knows yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. it's just a habit to him. Yeah. So, have you been um, have you been uh, looking up into like how your um how your um handles and like how your um shooting can like be measured uh, against like these uh different players like Steph Curry, LeBron James and everything so just so you can like continue to um improve your own technique. Well, yeah. Um it's crazy because uh one of my teammates, he he's like he's older than me, like a few years older than me and like we was in the gym and he was helping me work on my form. Like, I noticed that, like, I wasn't using my legs enough on my shoot, on my form. Like, I was using mostly my arms. And when, like, he was telling me, you got to use your, come from your legs. And, you know, your arm is just really just the guy him, the follow through, you know. And when he, when he showed me that and to put more arc on my shot, it improved my shot a lot. So I got to give kudos to him. His name, uh, Antoine Brewer. Yeah. Antoine Brewer, thank you for that, Antoine Brewer. Big shouts to you right there. But that's just another goal, you know, working with others just to help, you know, improve your own ability. Yeah, I'm right. like I'm always willing to learn, you know, take advice from people. You know, I'm not I'm not big headed. You know, I know it's always room for improvement. But I definitely do watch like, you know, videos of, you know, Steph Curry and, you know, other all the dude lethal shooter, like that that dude's crazy. I wish I could get like a, a shooting session with him. Because it's like he just grabbed anybody, a random person, and could just teach them how to shoot. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's honestly he's just phenomenal. Have words to 
describe him, man. I don't even yeah. have words anymore. Uh, so, but it's not just shooting, you know. It's because there's so much that goes into basketball, whether you're dribbling, hand-eye coordination, passing, uh, making rebounds, and yeah. even even dunking too. I've seen some of your dunks, by the way. You've really really working on it right there. I appreciate that, man. Hundred percent. And uh, have you seen the? Uh, I know you saw the uh, slam dunk contest this year, huh? My boy Mac brought it home. I told I told everybody once I seen that he was joining it. I told him it's over with. He won. I knew yeah. he was gonna win. I, and I saw it too. I was just I was mind blown the way he like jumped over like two people and just made that shot and that hezzy shot right there where he was just like oh, the yep. the hezzy dunk. Yeah, yeah the hezzy that dunk. was. I was telling a lot of people, like, that's harder than it looked. It might look easy because, I mean, he make everything look easy. He probably got, like, a 45-inch vertical or something like that. But that's a tough dunk. I but, can't do that. <laughs> I think a lot about you when I um, look at uh, Mac, you know, because I saw his uh, videos where he was, like, in high school making dunks. and Yeah, like, I've been watching him since he was in high school, like, you know. So I've definitely been a fan of him for a while. Yeah, so. I was happy to see that he made it to the league, honestly. I was happy. I just, I was just happy when I saw the look on like Giannis and like Shaq and everybody yeah. was just like, oh "My God, they, yeah, they know, they know." <laughs> like they, they, they recognize it. It's you know, uh, when you look at, what do you see uh, in yourself when you look at people like Mac, uh, Jason? Because I look, I see a lot of you when I look at Mac. Well, oh no, like. I like I said, like I'm I'm real humble, you know. I don't really think too much of myself. So, but like, what do you? But like, what do you want to like see in you when you see people like Mac? Because you both made like these long journeys going from from school to now trying to get into the into the big leagues. You know? Oh, oh, like that? Yeah, like anything is possible. Shit, look at Jimmy Butler. He was, I believe, he was um homeless or something like that, or his dad or. So he was going through a real like tough situation, and look at him now. He in in the league, one of the top players in the league right now. So no matter what you go through, you always just got to see the bigger picture. It's always the bright side at the end, as long as you you know stay locked in. Yeah. And another question: Have you tried uh, practicing some of uh, Max's uh, dunks? Because I know. <laughs> Man, I. I Man, I haven't even tried any of them, honestly, because I was just like, I've never seen nothing like this before. I think he did like a, he did a 360, I don't know what, it was crazy, bro. Like, I couldn't even imagine doing those dunks. But Wait. hopefully one day in the future, though. But hey, you, you couldn't sleep on Murphy either, you know? Murphy, Murphy was, yeah. Yeah, he talked. He was doing, he, was, he, he put some pretty good shots right there, but it's just, uh, yeah, you remember that um, one thing where Mac just like once he finished his last dunk, he just was like, "That's it's done." Like it's over. It's over. I'm 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 winning this. He brought uh, who was that? Uh, Vince Carter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He brought Vince Carter out. Yeah, my God. But you know, I'm gonna ask you a little bit, um, a couple more questions because you know you got you got to think about besides you know the fame besides. The place I, you know, respect you getting when you go into the NBA. There's right. there's things you gotta like watch out for, and one of mm-hmm. them is you know financially because I know you've heard of NBA um, players like going broke. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Ray Williams, like Eric Strickland. Didn't, didn't AI go broke before? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I I, I, I don't I, know. I don't know. But I know uh, he bounced back, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might know. Yeah. I think I might know what you're talking about. But, um, yeah. But it's just the. It's just the sort of danger because whether it's through trying to form your business or making bad financial decisions and you go from having millions to having like being flat broke, you know, it's just um, going to car washes or just wondering like how you got there. So I just wanted to ask right. um, what you've thought of it, uh, Jason. So how do you uh, anticipate you'll you use your use your money once you've made that you know multi million dollar uh, contract. Well, one thing, the main thing I'm gonna need, I'm gonna have to have discipline because, like I said, I came from you know poverty, you know dealing with adversity all the time, and then it's just like boom, you get this big check. What you gonna do with it? So, I, it's easy to say what I'm gonna do and what I'm not gonna do, but what I plan on doing, you know, I just wanna first, you know. I don't know. I, I feel like, see, yeah, that's something that I'm gonna definitely have to think on because you can't just be out here make uh, making dumb decisions, just buying anything you see. I never really been like the materialistic type of person, so like I won't be out here buying all these expensive clothes and the top notch car. Like you know, you gotta start off step by step. You know, so I just want to make sure that my family comfortable. You know, not living a you know, the best life, but make sure that we comfortable, you know, and, yeah. you know, just take my time with it. Because if you try to jump ahead and everything, you got to crawl before you walk, you know, so you don't want to just get to doing stuff. Then you look up and you broke. Yeah. Nah, that, and it's scary, too, because like just hearing these stories, man, where they just filing for bankruptcy and everything. You're just like, oh my God. Yeah. And, um. One main thing, I, I'm going to have to make, like, some smart investments. Like, you know, maybe try to invest in trying to open up a, a store or a restaurant, laundromat, anything, you know? Well, whatever you do, just know that uh, it's more more stable when you build a business on a need rather than a want. You know, yeah. clothing lines are, uh, that, that stuff is volatile because everybody, you know, wants clothes. Yeah, like, like you gotta you gotta invest in something that everybody needs for sure. Yeah, so laundromat definitely goes way around, but yeah, so as long as you're thinking about that, you know, and I recommend you ever been you ever watched uh, Earn Your Leisure? No, I haven't. What's that? Uh, this is awesome uh, podcast series and YouTube series. You go on it, and it teaches you all about. You know, handling your finances, handling your businesses, uh, looking at all the different assets you can go into, how to invest. And it just gives you basic formula, the blueprints of where you got to go, where you, mm-hmm. if you want to, like, you know, keep uh, your money and, like, build, build riches off that. So, for anybody who didn't know if about you, it. Could you, like, send me a link of it? Yeah, yeah. For anybody who um, doesn't know about it, yeah, it's Earn Your Leisure. You can find them on YouTube. Earn Your Leisure. They... Are, Earn your leisure. All right, cool. Yeah, they're phenomenal people. But yeah, that's something I would definitely recommend. They had like Shaq on the uh, on the show. They had uh, a bunch of other uh, players too. I cannot for left me name right now because I'm <laughs> on Mars right now. But, <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, that's some people I recommend because people take like know your finances, know know your money, know yeah. what you got to use. Do not do not be in a position where you file for bankruptcy. But that's just one of the um, parts of it that I was thinking right here for you. And so another thing, let's just take it back from finances to like back to the NBA. Who's a who's a player that you've been most uh, impressed by? Just watching the uh, season go down. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite player right now, man. Like he's just—he like a wizard. Like with the ball, it's just like he do stuff that's just like unexplainable. Like the way he can just like maneuver in the air and switch hands with the ball. You know, like Kyrie. Ever since I started watching him play, he's always been like the most fascinating player to watch. You know. For sure, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, Kyrie's a beast, you know. Kyrie. Like, but also, he, also, I like um, I like Jokic because um, it's just crazy how like the game is evolving. Like we have centers that's averaging like triple doubles now. Like it's crazy. Like we, I would have never thought like averaging thirty, ten, nine, or even just eight and eight. Not even a real. You're not averaging a triple double, but you almost there. Like you know, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely wild, you know what I'm saying? It's just my God, you, you got you got to put some respect on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but here's another thing: while we're looking at the NBA and um, basketball, there's been a lot of like just movement around the NBA, whether through um, the trades. Oh, you talking the about trade? the trades? No, I, I wasn't talking about the trades. I was. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just talking about like how players have been more like, outspoken, you know. Oh, in these oh, yeah, years. and that's one reason why, um, you know, yeah, it was a lot of controversy with the Kyrie Irving thing, but I don't really think he meant any harm by you know sharing what he did. It might have offended a lot of people, and he probably didn't realize that at the moment when he was sharing it. But the way that the media bashed him, I I didn't like that. No, yeah, but it's it's. A lot of players get scrutiny for being outspoken on certain things, whether it's social, political. It's yeah. it's always just that sort of scrutiny. And one of the things some people just want to yell is shut up and play. Shut up and you, dribble. Yeah, shut up and dribble. Like, just play a ball. Be there for our amusement and everything. And a but lot of players... Still people at the end of the day and entitled to their opinions, just like the fans. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I want to get your opinion, your thoughts on, like, how um, it would be for you if you wanted to, like, just speak out about something because you have a platform, you know, you have followers, you know, you'd have, like... Yeah, um, you know, I I wouldn't want to, like, put this on myself, but, like, I feel like, you know, I would be, like, one of those players that may possibly get bashed on the internet because of, like, me being outspoken and, you know, not thinking inside the box, you know, not just thinking what the next person thinks. I don't like, like, I tend to like to go against what a group of people just think and run with it. Like, I don't like that. I'm not one of those type of people. So, you know, I always have my own type of mind, my own type of thinking. But, you know, I never really meant no harm towards anyone. Just because we disagree on something don't mean that we got to be enemies. Yeah, that's that's so true. You know, it's just having that empathy, that sort of just realization that, yeah, you're different from me. But it doesn't mean we, like, have to be at each other's throats. You know, right. we can still 
have a conversation. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just think about about that and like how it ended up like costing some players dearly. Like we both know sort of Colin Kaepernick and how he chose to like um, just kneel and just and explain perfectly why he did it yeah. and still not find work in the NFL. Well, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, it's just crazy. They say it's, it's like a free world, but it's really not. And regardless, I, mean, I know it won't bring you down because nah. I can't. And so, but as we start to uh, sort of wrap up this uh, interview, I've got uh, two more questions for you. The first All one right. is, you know, once you once you become you know NBA player and once you become like once you've realized your dreams and you're able to you know provide for your family and for yourself like how do you intend to how do you look to like or even better how do you want to like give back like how do you want to like come back and like tell those who helped lift you up like thank you like i'm here for you as much as you are for me well i'm you know i'm always i'm always remember who was there for me at my lowest time you know I'll, i'll never forget that so when i make it Whenever I make it, as soon as we make, I make it, we make, you know, whatever problem you got is my problem. I'm going to help you, you know, as far as, you know, everybody that, you know, never really believed in me, you know, no hard feelings, you know, but I know that I I, I still tend to look out for those type of people, too. Like, I'm, I'm not a type of person that holds grudges, you know, if whatever they need. Shit, I like, I do little charities, you know, for the neighborhood and stuff like that, you know, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. give. I'm a giver. Yeah, but you're also like a community person, someone who knows where you came from and yep. never wants to go. Hold events for like the kids, you know, maybe even like little basketball tournaments, stay off the streets, you know, with giveaways like food and, you know, shirts, stuff like that. I love to do something like that. There's something where they can like go in a more positive direction other than like getting killed the next day. It's just. Yep. There you go. And so the last question, as you just look back on your life right now and just reflect on like how far you've come from your beginnings all the way up till now, what's something you just think the most about in that journey where you just got to sit there and just reflect like, man, that really happened. Um, well, it, um, I don't know. It's just like, like recently, like within the past few years, it's like, like I've been having like some type of spiritual awakening, you know, like where, where all the bad things going on. It's just like, it's good to see like how every year I realize that every year I'm doing better and better. Like it takes time, but I'm doing better than what I was the year before. And it's crazy because like, I never would have thought I would have came this far. Like, you know, mentally, despite everything that I've been going through, like, you know, a lot of people break in those type of situations. Like, you know, suicide ratings is high, you know, especially for men, black men. So, you know, just facing all of these problems is just like, I, I could actually say I'm proud of myself for handling the things that I did the way I did. And you should be, you know, because you fought those demons. You got... Out of tough times, you faced all that trauma and all that 
um, grief, and yeah. now you're lifting others up. You're basically being that your strength for other people. Yeah, that's, that symbol right there, and so that's beautiful things right there, man. Just keep doing what you do, but appreciate it. Of course, so ladies and gentlemen. That is it for episode 29 of the upcoming. I want to give a big thank you and a big shout out to Jason Armstrong. Thank you so much for taking time to. Thank you too, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing too. Absolutely. Everybody. I appreciate this opportunity. And I'm. I'm happy you had a good time, you know, and I'm happy you were able to sit down and talk to you and where you where you came from, what you're doing. So you keep doing what you do, man. And someday I'll be seeing you in the slam dunk contest <laughs> in the NBA finals, you know. Thanks, whatever, man. I appreciate that. Whatever team you root whatever team you're playing with. So people you can follow um Jason at on Instagram at bean underscore J So. Uh, that's J-A-Y-S-O. And you can follow the upcoming Instagram at the underscore upcoming podcast. And be sure to tune in for our episodes. We release episodes on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And so, yeah, also be sure to follow, find us on Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Pandora. Basically anything except uh, Apple Podcasts. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, for that, that's it right there. And so that out upcoming. Yeah, upcoming. Thank you. And also be sure to find you can also find our episodes at the-upcoming.simplecast.com if you can get um, streaming platforms. But that's all for this episode. Tune in next week and good night. Thank you for tuning in to the upcoming. If you like this, please sure to follow us on Spotify for more amazing content. The best is yet to come. Take care, everybody.